You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. All right. Welcome to Take a Breath with Joe and Tom. Uh, it is, I believe, January 18th. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Sipping yeah. by already. Busy, busy uh, year so far. Busy year so far. So it, Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a long year already. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, a lot, we got a lot of attention for, um, the, the, the last podcast that we had when we discussed how cold calling, um, is, is a vehicle to take the place of, I'm sorry, podcasting right. is a vehicle to take the place of cold calling and, and, and it kind of struck a chord, uh, with, a, with a lot of people. And, you know, I, I just want to talk about that more cause I think it's worth it. Um, and. I think it's so true this much that like, and and you and I have spoken about this. I've received cold calls about products that I need and I'm actually interested in, and I will still rush the person off the phone. That's how much I hate cold calls. Yeah. You know, it's funny because there's been such a shift in the way, um, the way companies sell and, and cold calling is, is in the rearview mirror. It's in the, it's in, it's in the past. And it's funny you say that because as soon as somebody calls you, there's a, a tone. And when you, when you hear that tone, like you said, it doesn't even matter if you need the product or not it's fake. Your, your mind goes to, I I'm working on, these things right now, I don't have time for you, you know, and if or I, my head's just not there yet, or my head's not there, or I just, I can't sit down and talk for 20 minutes and listen to a pitch and we're sales guys, you know, so we're, we're sensitive to that, exactly. you know, and a lot of times if, if I do find that I need it or it's something that I may need in the future, I'll say, Hey, call back in, in, in two months. And the best time to call might be around lunchtime or two 30, you know, uh, cause we are sensitive to that, but you're so, you're so right. When I feel that, that tone, that, 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 you know, cold calling tone, I don't know. I don't care who's on the other line. I just, I change gears and I do the same thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, trust plays, you know, uh, such a vital role in, 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 in all of this. And, you know, this was uh, another, uh, so, so just had, our audience knows throughout the week, I, I jot stuff down on a doc right. and Tom really has no idea what we're going to talk about in these podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, 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 the next one that I wanted to go over was, you know, it, it kind of plays the, uh, plays to the fact that, you know, people don't like to be caught off guard, but how trust in in the sales process, trust is everything, right? It's almost like a, it's almost like a currency and it's, you know, it takes time to build trust and there's many things that build trust uh, that that could build someone's trust. And I think again, 
if you've seen our podcast, let's say uh, as us as an example for the last two years, you know, it may take that long be like, you know what? I've listened to these guys. I like these guys. I think it's interesting what they do. I want to learn more. And by the way, we've gotten a lot of business that way. Sure. Uh, so, so it's not just like, this isn't something I'm, I'm, I, I, that's an idea. It's, it's actually, uh, uh, real. So trust is one. Another one are our stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what, what kind of, what, what, what well, you, you nailed it. You, you nailed it. The, the, the two words that I'll, I'll, um, I'll grab and, 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 and run with are real, you know, because, something that is real or organic or natural, you, you, you do tend to trust. And that podcast media forum that you, you can start feeling like, you know, the person on the other side. And then when you start, when you start engaging and listening to their messaging, and then when they start saying things that make sense or that, that bring you in tighter, then that might be a, a next step for the audience to, to maybe call, reach out email, but the, the more important, not maybe not the more important, but the, the other word you said are stories. Yeah. Stories. And I wanted to start this podcast by kind of just giving our audience a, a frontline feedback story that just happened to us at the beginning of the year uh, with a new customer. And, uh, and I think one of the benefits, and we've talked about this in the past, but we should probably do another podcast one of the benefits of being a founder, seller, mm-hmm. somebody that, that you know is, is an owner of a company but is out there on the front line, there are a lot of benefits, but then there are a lot of pitfalls that you have to watch out for. We can talk about that a little bit. But being a founder, seller, you're on the front line, so you get these real stories on the front line that you can then tell another prospect or another customer or use this information to help a customer. And that is a real trusting relationship, mm-hmm. you know, cause you've got that story. It's not made up and it, it is real and it comes off as real. So here's the story. So we do, Joe and I, we do penetrate a lot of, uh, of agencies. So agencies are prior biggest vertical, but we also penetrate a lot of other industries. And one of them is the AEC vertical architect, engineering construction. And we just landed a new great engineering firm at the beginning of the year. It was the first weekend. We had a couple of new signups, new deals at the beginning of the year, which was a great way to start the year. And my contact over there, he called me the first week they started using Merge Analytics, first week they started going live. And I had, I had walked him through Merge Analytics. He did his due diligence. He had called an architectural firm to make sure that it provided value. Like he did his, he did his work and he said, all right, we're ready to go. One week later, he calls me up. He says, Tom, give me a call. I want to give you some great feedback. I'm like, this is great. You know? So I call him back and he goes, have you ever heard your customers saying like how awesome it is to see their competitors, you know, go on the website and, and deliver that intelligence. I said, yeah, I'd like to know like if my competitors are up there, but how are you using that information? I was curious. And so what had happened was his competition was going on the website, focusing on the inside talent. So they would go to profile pages of their talent internally 
and try mm. to poach them. Mm. I don't know if you know the industry, it's, it's, it's people are poaching left and right. It's incestuous. It's incestuous. So, so he said, this gave us the opportunity to, to approach, be proactive and, and approach our internal talent that has been with us for years saying, Hey, did this, did this competitor approach you? And what did they offer you? They may have offered you five days of remote work versus two. Is that something you need? Is did they offer you this much more money? What is it that you need that we can work on to keep you? Because we all know if, when you lose in talent, that is a huge swing. You lose your all the time you've invested, training, all the all the time that you've molded that a, and the knowledge, and then and then you have to do a knowledge transfer and, and it's you gotta hire. You have to hire, you have to pay for that hire, you have to train, retrain. It is a swing, a left to right 180 swing, and it's very costly. So, so he, he kind of said the words, he's like, if anything, like merge analytics paid for itself, we won, and we love it. Yeah, so, 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 so competitors went to like the meet the team page, and they saw what their profiles were, and they were like, oh, this guy sounds interesting, and tried to poach him away. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of the you meet the team, but a lot of the, a lot of uh, websites have you know, you know, profiles specifically of this role, mm. you know, and then it's easy to as somebody poaching or a recruiter, it's easy to go in and say, wow, this person's been there five years, they've did a great job, you know, like, hmm, let me call them up and offer them five remote days or twenty thousand dollars more, whatever. And uh, right. Or, yeah. or like one, maybe you can't work remotely and we're like, we're going to offer remote. <laughs> that's what that's actually what happened. Because really? I think they I think this engineering firm may, may be working on a hybrid model where they work two days and then three days in the office. But I think the competitor said, oh, you can work five days at home, you right. know. So yeah. if that is something that that this person needs internally, I'm sure they could work it out. But um, I don't know all the selling bullets, but uh but wow. And so that's a good one. Yeah. And, that, and again, that story is frontline feedback from a founder seller that is real that I can tell to another prospect. Mm-hmm. And I love these stories. And I, we hear new stories of how our prospects are using site intelligence, social media intelligence and email intelligence. Um, and I'm amazed how how people use the intelligence every day. I get new stories every day. So. No, but you're right about the founder seller. Uh, that wasn't on the dock, but it's a great thing to talk about. And the advantage, I mean, there's such a major advantage. Even, I mean, when we grow this thing to, to you know, a lot bigger than we're moving we now, back. Yeah. And we have grown a lot, but I still, I mean, you know, in our previous lives, uh, you know, companies that we worked for, we used to make fun of like the CEO and the and the president who they didn't know what was going on. Like right. we were the ones who who knew what were going on. The people on the front lines. So, like, if you have ownership and you get useful information, when you're an owner, a founder, and you're a founder seller, you're going to take that information and make your company better because you're incented to do that because it's yours. When you're just an employee, uh, you may or may not be incented to relay that information. That's up to how the organization is set up and the culture, which is another topic we can talk about. But the breakdown and trust. And right down to trust. But the founder seller has sometimes a negative connotation because people can be like, oh, you're still in the founder seller stage. That means you're small, whatever, you know? 
It's ridiculous. That I, find, is, I find the opposite if you're talking to the right the person. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So let's st- let's stay on a topic of entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, I don't think this gets you know a lot of people. I don't I don't think this next topic gets talked about enough. Um, and if you're not an entrepreneur, the idea you have of entrepreneurs is you know uh, memes you see on social media and YouTube, like, you know, someone who has like five Lamborghinis and, uh, you know, crazy house and flag. Yeah. doesn't seem to ever be working. It's like, I have the, you know, call me, I'll tell you how to do all this. And yeah. you know, that, that's what people have yeah. when they think about an entrepreneur, but the, in reality, all right, I would say nine out of 10 entrepreneurs, it could be a very lonely life. Um, you know, if you're, uh, especially if you're in a small company, um, you know, you could be, have a great call at 9 a.m., uh, uh, an existential life threatening call at 10. Yeah. You could um, have another great call at 11. It yeah. is a roller coaster. And, you know, a lot of people working from home without, you know, yeah, it's great. You work from home. But one of the things you, you do get when you work in the office is, is social interaction, which you may not get. So, I don't think it gets talked about enough. And there are some things uh, that you can do um, if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're a solopreneur. That's another term I've been hearing, just a one man company. Right. Yeah. There are some things you could do. And, you know, I would say the f- number one thing is your health. Okay. You've got to make sure your mind, your body, and your soul. Okay, mind and soul are separate, but your mind, body, and soul, you have to make sure they're healthy, um, you know, through exercise, through hydration, good sleep, good nutrition, all this stuff, you know, and the social interaction, someone may say, well, you know, like us, like we sell software, like, you know, we do a lot of Zoom sessions, you know, we're not, you know, sometimes they don't, they'd rather us do a Zoom session because it's easier to see the software than come in person. So there are other things you could do. And I would say networking group. I joined a networking group. Yeah. It's one of the greatest things yeah. that, that I've done. Um, and I don't even go for it necessarily for business, even though I, we do get business from it. But, right. you know, I like, I like hearing, you know, what other people are doing, if they're doing well, the types of businesses that are doing well. Just having resources at my fingertips is awesome. Um, so, you know, then you could volunteer yeah. You, know, yep. you can coach and mentor uh, people, church, uh, synagogue, you know, you, you could, you, it's not just a networking group. There, there's many different forms of networking groups right. um, depending upon, you know, what you're into, but it, it just, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you got to, you know, take care of yourself. It's like when you're on an airplane, and the, and the masks, you know, the pressure changes. And what do they tell you to do? P- put on your mask first before you right. help your kids. <laughs> yeah. You got to help yourself. Uh, yeah, I think what you just kind of outlined is, um, is finding balance. Mm. You, you know, because a founder, seller, an entrepreneur, you know, the dangers, you know, the benefits we kind of talked about a little bit. But there are dangers where you're so inside it and you wear so many hats that it's hard to peel it off. It's yeah. hard to, to rip off your, your the shell of what you're believing in at the time. And, you, sh- you know, um, 
coaching, you know, uh, or I mean, I mean like coaching outside of your business world, or like you said, I, I yeah, shout your kids, coach, coach my kids. I do. I was at the uh, mountain last night doing, I am chaperoning uh, for skiing. It's, it's yeah. awesome. I love it. And it takes me so far outside of what I do daily. I'm out there. I'm present. It's, it's cold. I'm helping kids and uh, I'm, I'm having a blast. And That's awesome. um, yeah. Uh, so I, I think that it's easier said than done. It's kind of like, you know, we, we both have young kids and sometimes to peel them, it's, 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 it's mandatory that we peel them away from, from the devices. Oh. And my, I don't know about your kids, but my kid, when he's out for three hours or two hours exercising or hiking or biking, a completely different child, Definitely, he comes back from exercise and he can focus. He, he listens to what I'm saying. He, he responds properly. But if he's on the device, just like we're on the device all day, daddy, you're on the device all day. You're in front of your computer all day. You're absolutely right, Henry. But I have to get up. I, I, we run, we meditate, we, we, we step away. Well, we're also running a business on our devices. And we're, well, right. Yeah. But, but, but he's not <laughs> but yes. in that sense, because yes. if you're not finding that balance, then you're, you're irritable or you're, you're not focused <laughs> on, on the right things or the family. So it's well, and our brains are not. You know, we're, 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 we're adults, you know, yeah. they're, 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 their strains are not formed and, yeah. you know, and this is really, you know, it's funny you're bringing this up um, because this is something that at the bus stop, even this morning, you know, one of the parents was like, I just had a, as they put their kid on the bus, they're like, we just had a, a fight because yep. uh, he was telling her he didn't want her to be on TikTok. And what I was saying is the creator of TikTok won't let his 10 year old on TikTok. Right. Um, so, yeah. well, yeah. And he's like, it's for 13 and up, but you know, it's, it's cheap <laughs> dopamine. I, I don't want to get into that, but it's, it's, it's a, this kids now are really, I mean, because one of the parents I was speaking with, they have a 16 and a 15 year old. They're like, when they were nine and 10, it wasn't like this. Right. It, right. Like now it's worse. Yeah. It, yeah is about as bad as it's ever been and it's getting worse and um it's cheap dopamine they're they're it's really yeah. a drug yeah and then we don't we don't get into the 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 you know the bullying aspects and all the things that are oh that's awful to too world, yeah. absolutely yeah but i but before we move on um again yeah so so you know we, there are many benefits of being that founder seller um yeah. and then the, the the pitfalls you have to you know watch out for are wearing so many hats. And um, I listened to a podcast last week or earlier this week. I don't know. Um, Keith, Keith Smith from The Advertist had posted it. It was a really mm -hmm. good podcast, but they had used like an analogy, like a farm analogy, where if I'm a farmer and the only thing I know is how to like plow the fields or do like certain things, and that's what I'm comfortable doing, that's what I'm going to do all day. You know, like, so if I'm sending out emails, making cold calls and all that, that's what I'm going to do all day. But it's important. And it's a very, it's, here's a strong reminder as we reset the year for founders, sellers and entrepreneurs, you have to, you have to climb up and, and, and get on high, high ground and make sure you're looking at the whole landscape. You have to do that weekly, you know, bi-weekly so that you can detect weather patterns and make sure you're planting the seeds in the proper spot. So you're harvesting in the right soil. Like, and that is easier said than done because when you're running a business, you are putting out fires that you didn't know you were going to put out today. 
Mm -hmm. got a fire, I bet, at two o'clock today we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. So you are inside it. You're up and down. You're up and down. You're up and down. Come five, six, seven o'clock at night. You're like, I need a break, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you may not take that, that high ground and look at the whole landscape, but it's so important. Walk, take a walk, take a run, meditate, but whatever you do, you need to, to, to look at things at a higher level strategically and then list them out, list them all out. And then lo and behold, as time goes on, you look at that list daily, you will achieve each one of those strategic goals as time goes on. Task, the daily tasks, that should be in your calendar. You should have your calendar ready for your task list. Go do it, defer it, delegate it. But, but we do, as entrepreneurs, we, we, we do fall into that, that pit of, of wearing a lot of hats and doing a lot. And we forget to look at the landscape. And I think that is one of the most important things so that you can kind of foresee the chasm, you know, and then figure out, you know, what to do before you hop over that chasm. And anyone that has read, you know, Crossing the Chasm knows what I'm talking about. But, uh, but yeah, so, so look at things from a high level. Again, easier said than done, but I think it's one of the most important things well, um, as an entrepreneur. And, and so having said that, and I'm skipping down a little bit, but there are going to be times where... Your internet's choppy. It happened. It's happening right now, actually. <laughs> um, uh, you don't feel well, you're tired, whatever, and you have a demo or a meeting. Now, a lot of people will say push through, and sometimes right. you should. Right. But sometimes you say, you should say, you know what? I'm not 100% on my game. Right. I would rather reschedule than have a shitty meeting. Right. And you should allow yourself. Not always. I mean, you don't want to be the guy who's like, Joe's going to cancel. But if you're not on your game, it's okay to reschedule for a, t- for a time when you are on your game. Yeah. And I think, I think the world is more sensitive to that, especially with, with what we've gone through the last couple of years and yeah. COVID and people just getting knocked down. Like you, you're not doing yourself any, you're not doing yourself a service by, by pu- trying to push through if you're sick and then you're just going to get sicker, you know, the day or two later, you know, just be well, get well yeah. and, and put, get your best game for yeah. you. So, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a good, uh, that was a good segment. Um, so, uh, you know, that again, still sticking with the entrepreneur founder, you know, yeah. uh, innovator type of person. And when you are creating a business, even if you have, and we've talked about this too, you, you know, you have a business, um, you raise money, you know, all the pitfalls that we have spoken about in the nail it and scale it process, you know, you raise right. money and just because you raise money does not mean um, your business is going to succeed. It could be a false sense of security. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but in the, in the same way, you know, even when you have, a great, a faster, better, cheaper product. If you don't understand the industry, uh, the needs of your uh, uh, potential audience, the ecosystem, right? Like, you know, um, there, there's just some ways business happens and you can come in and be like, I'm going to cut out the middleman. But if they don't want that middleman cut out, you're, you're out of, even if you have the greatest, uh, uh, idea and, you know, we've used right. 
um, examples like it took 70 years, seven zero years for the light bulb from the time it was invented uh, to the time it was in every household. I mean, it, was, right. it took 70 years. People were resisting it because they didn't like how the light illuminated and stuff we talked about in the past. Right. There's other examples. I mean, a million of them, but the, the keyboard, you know, the Q-U-E-R-T-Y, QWERTY, uh, right. you know, the, yeah. the standard yeah. keyboard. <laughs> There was uh, there were other keyboards, one in particular that would have made typing like like so much faster for people. And they resisted it because, you know, schools were teaching you how to type on a certain standard and people learned a certain way. And like when you memorize something like I don't want to learn another keyboard, I already know this one. Sure. Uh, You know, so just because you had a better product, you had to understand that the user didn't want that problem solved. And and there's countless um, you know, there was another one that I used. Uh, there was a new technology that would have basically put radiologists out of business, like they, yeah. like the way uh, doctors can get information about um, uh, X-rays, and the doctors refused to use it because they didn't want to put the, put the ra- their radiologist friends out of business. So that technology yeah. never went anywhere. So the point is, is when you do have a good idea, you need to. I mean, you know. Uh, and, and, and we did this, you know, w- without really understanding that it was the right way, but it, we did it, but we understood who the end user was. We understood who, who would actually pay for this, not just who would use it, but who would use it and who would pay. Sometimes it's the same person. Sometimes it's not, um, you know, we understood the needs. We understood it, it, you know, it just, and the, the only way you can understand that is to get in the field as the founder seller and right and and you have to you have to put yourself out there you have to you need the road time you have to be vulnerable you have to be vulnerable you can't you can't be afraid to 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 look stupid or make mistakes or or just just feel naked you need to be consciously incompetent yeah there you go and and listen listen to the feedback and 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 it'll guide you to the right spot we are, we're about five minutes until this is going to drop. So we're, we're almost out of time. Anything you want to say um, in closing here? Good, good segment. Yeah, this is good. Uh, I, I, I think it's a great good, material we can use for other podcasts. Yeah, we, I think it's a great segment. Uh, great, great podcast. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, what, what was his name? The other podcast that you listened to? Oh, uh, well, Keith Smith posted it, but it, he posted a, a podcast up. Of, of of his in his of his friends and network. I forget the actual name of the podcast, but it was a fantastic listen. I, I don't. I, I should have written it down. Yeah, no. There's some other podcasts. I mean, we 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 should probably make this part of our our you know agreed. I agree. Uh, yeah. Thing, but it you know like Seth Goldstein's uh, the entrepreneurs yeah. Yeah. Uh, the entrepreneur enigma. Yeah. Um, is a great podcast. I was actually on that podcast, but uh, it's not great because I was on it. He had Guy Kawasaki on. I mean, he has some serious. Uh, I know. It's a good program. Yeah. He has some serious guests. And we should have guests one, one time. That's uh, our two. That was that's on our list for two. That's on our list. And we have a couple, of, uh, yeah. Yeah. couple of ideas. And, and if you do want to be on our podcast, reach out to us. Awesome. Um, all right, man. All right, Joey. Good session, you, buddy. Good session. Yep. All right. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.